Often respected podcast hosts Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez met online in 2006 and began podcasting together shortly thereafter, discovered Star Wars Minute in 2014 and launched a Movies by Minute podcast of their own a year later, focused on the Back to the Future trilogy, completing it less than three years later with 340 episodes about the films themselves and five about the Universal Studios theme park attraction from the early 1990s. Received over 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, in early 2018 completed 95 episodes Episodes of the Cornetto Minute, dedicated to the Edgar Wright-directed comedy trilogy starting with 2004's Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. The show is nowhere near as popular with only four reviews on Apple Podcasts and has been on hiatus ever since. Hey, Scott, how's the hiatus? Well, I haven't been on hiatus. Not exactly. That's right. You've been working on that little side project, Spider or something. Spider-Man Minute. I don't know if I'd call it a side project exactly. I would. You know, I'm surprised you didn't take a break after last season of Cornetto Minute. That's what I did. I prefer to take my breaks behind the mic. Indeed you do, and that's why it's high time such skills were put to better use on Cornetto Minute Season 2. I'm sorry? Hot fuzz. You want us to cover every minute of Hot Fuzz? Yes, lovely. Isn't there a weekly podcast we could do? Oh, no. Can I just stay on hiatus then? No. Do I have any choice in this? No. But I kind of like being on hiatus. You always said you wanted to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I don't remember telling you that. Yes, you did. You said, I'd love to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time someday, Zach. <sighs> Fine. But there's no way we can perpetuate the amount of carnage and mayhem in every minute of Hot Fuzz and not incur a considerable amount of podcasting. 115 daily episodes? Not a problem. The Cornetto Minute returns to investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Sanford's finest one minute at a time. It's about to go off with Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz this November at DuelingGenre.com for the greater good. For the greater good. And welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're playing a new game that we're calling Jack v. Jack. And joining us for the game is returning guest Mav. Welcome, Mav. Hi. I am so excited about this. I am giddy. I am ready. I'm Let's go. <laughs> and uh, Andrew, you're going to be heavily involved in this game. So thank you for, for being active on this recording tonight. Mm-hmm. The I'm just thinking, has oh, Mav joined us for a special episode yet? No, yes, but on... not a game episode. I was on okay. I was on the I was on the special episode where we just in general talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there was no game. It was just us talking for an hour about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. Yeah, okay. but no no game episodes yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. So this Jack V. Jack is actually rooted in something I thought of when we first started the podcast over five years ago. Um, some of our first specials were draft episodes, and I said we should do a draft where we have to draft teams of Jacks. Uh, but we never felt like that was quite enough, and it just kind of sat on the shelf of like, uh, I got to return to the Jack idea. So we've now created this game called Jack V. Jack, in which... Mav and I each have a team of 10 Jacks. These are characters that exist in film, television, doesn't matter. They just have to exist in a narrative world, a character named Jack. 
Uh, and we each have separately created our teams. We don't know what jacks the other one picked at all. We may have some of the same jacks. We'll find out as we play. Uh, and we're going to begin with teams of five. So we've chosen our starting five from that pool of ten. And producer Andrew has created ten random scenarios. We don't know what they are. At the start of each round, Andrew presents his scenario. Then Mav and I each have to choose which jack we're going to play and make our case for why that jack is the best one to handle that situation that Andrew has given us. So it's kind of like the game uh, Apples to Apples, if you've ever played that. But in this case, with fictional jacks uh, is how, how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after we've and pl- played our <laughs> cases, Andrew gets to choose who wins that round. Yes, and I want you guys to know that for each of these scenarios, I have determined particular criteria for for judging which we'll we'll talk that out after you plead your cases okay. so we have no I'll idea what the criteria go. are but you you okay. know what you're looking for in each scenario yes. yeah okay. so so if, if i were you know contracting out these missions to some jacks you guys are saying <laughs> well i've got a jack that can do this here you go i'm like but that's actually not what i'm looking for okay gotcha well- we we don't know listeners how this is going to go we have not even run a test of this we just want this all to happen live for your enjoyment and before we get started i just want to make it clear there are way too many jacks out there mav did you have the same problem (laughs) yes this was insane um i am so we were just before we went on the air we were talking about for instance um on my show we also do the the fantasy box office draft that that you guys do on your show we you know stole it from you with no with no shame whatsoever but um i love games like this but yeah yeah i but i but i am if i if i have to make a top 10 list of you know what are your top 10 favorite songs by the time i get to number seven i will have changed my mind on the previous six so like i'm i'm really like and so you know andrew said come up with 10 so the next thing i know i have 30 and i'm like okay this is is the problem the thing is that's before you really start to look at the internet and start like googling characters named jack like i saw one ranker list that was well over 100 characters named jack of trying to rank the best jack yes i did look at that (laughs) i did look at that yeah and and then you you know then you talk to your friends you 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 go to your wife and she's like oh why don't you have this person and yep so there's there's been much of that going on and And i've been fairy tales where they're all named jack yes and i've been stressing over this for like the last week and and I'm still I'm not 100 percent happy with it, but but I've got my team and here's what we're going with. And I'm ready. <laughs> and well, I then, remember, the, the other thing is when you're making so, your team, you don't want all like the spy jacks because there's an awful lot of spies named Jack in TV and film. But right. if all you have is spies and Andrew gives us like three scenarios that have nothing to do with action. It's like, well, OK, that was a yeah. really poorly constructed. Who team. can who can bake a cake? And it's like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, yes, exactly. That is exactly the problem. And I, I remember like we realized how ridiculous like how common the names were and everything because just a, a few weeks ago we were recording with um our sister virginia about alias and you guys were saying it's like oh what is this character's first name jack i want to say it's jack now because <laughs> because they're all named jack and then you looked it up it is jack yeah, jack bristow yes on, on alias her father <laughs> one of the people i considered did not make the list Oh, uh, uh, don't want to give any All teases, right. but Should keep we... your eye on Jack Bristow. He may be showing up. <laughs> um, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> All right. So we should uh, we should flip an object that I have adjacent to me to, to determine who wants to pick uh, whether this pillow has a spot on one side. Do you want spotted <laughs> side or, or non-spotted? 
I'll take the spotted side. I'll take Matt, spotted. Leave the non-spotted. Oh, oh okay. Ah. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't matter. I, I love the flip of random object um, oh. thing that you guys do on your show. So whichever. Yeah, I, think it, I think it's a small mark of mascara from, <laughs> from my wife taking a nap on it. Um, so, so who, who's getting spotted? I'll be spotted. Okay, um, I'm All spotted. Right. No problem. Got it. All right, here's the flip. That is the unspotted side. Ooh, okay. So now I think this means that Mav gets to choose whether he wants to go first or whether he wants to hear Joseph's pick first. I will defer. I will. I will go sec. I will go second. I think that's the wise choice. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, why don't you hit All us right. with our first of five scenarios to open up the the game, Jack v. Jack. All right. And remember, I I do have criteria that we will discuss after you have identified your player and made your pitch. But the broad scenario is document and survive a haunted Egyptian tomb. Okay. All right. Let me, So you know, your mummy. All right. The one I believe could both document and survive. I've got a few that I think could survive, but the documenting things I'm not too keen on. However, I'm going to take Jack Shepard from lost. Uh, he deals with the supernatural mm. on Lost. He has his head on his shoulders. He's got plans that he likes to uh, take charge of and, and lay out. So I think he'd be able to uh, keep his eye on all the details that are around him and keep those in mind and also be able to, re- you know, uh, recite those details at a le- later date, which I'm not sure all my jacks would be able to do. And in fact, quasi Egyptian supernatural phenomena. At times, yes, depending on, on which episode. So Jack Shepard, uh, I said from Lost, uh, if anyone hasn't watched it, uh, TV show from the early 2000s in which a group of people are lost on an island that uh, has some supernatural elements so they try and survive and get off the island. Jack becomes kind of a de facto leader. I forgot, we always want to give a quick synopsis of which Jack it is we're talking about because there are, again, so many Jacks that it's very possible you don't know them all. Uh, so that's Jack Shepard. Yeah, it's going to be right, very Mav. necessary for some of my Jacks. Yeah, what, what Jack is going to be coming in for you? I like <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um Hmm, and that's interesting. Uh, okay, so you know, uh, my co-host Hannah, who um, has been on your show, is going to very much like your pick because that is uh, one of her favorite shows on television or ever on television. I am going to go a different way, and I'm going to go with a with a, with a Jack that I thought I was going to save for a later round, but just having heard exactly what was asked, I think I have an angle on this. I'm going with Jack Dawson from Titanic played by Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Which seems now, odd. <laughs> I was going to say, Mav, I have an immediate um, concern about survival. Yes. And, I, and it, yes. And, and, and see, here's, and here's the problem. Here's the problem. Now I'm thinking about that. I was like, I was exactly thinking about that. And that's exactly where I was going. Now you have two criteria that you're talking about here. You're talking about surviving the tomb and you're talking about um, documenting the tomb. So I'm going to go documenting first. And the reason I picked him for documenting is because, well, you know, Jack Dawson, of all the Jacks on my list, clearly the best artist. Jack exactly. Dawson can sit there. He's going to have his he's going to have his pad of paper. He's going to draw you a map. He's going to draw perfect ma- every artifact that you're looking for, every wall, every tracing. He's going to be able to handle those. Stance. Yes, absolutely. Now, now, here's the so here's the other problem. He's got to survive. And 
Jack Dawson is nothing he's but over one on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he, but well, no, he's not over one. He's like he's like he's like fourteen for fifteen. <laughs> because Jack should have died about Jack should have died about fifteen times in that movie. If you've not seen the movie Titanic, people try to kill Jack a lot. Jack climbed. Now again, he's not in a tomb. It's not death traps. But if but if the Titanic isn't a death trap, I don't know I, what I, is. I, I he's on the bottom of the boat. Trap. Yeah, he's on the bottom of the boat, and he <laughs> climbs the boat as it's sinking, jumps over the crevice in the middle of the boat, climbs to the very top, rides the boat down. Like he, people are shooting at him. He's escaping from being chained up. Jack is all about uh, escaping. It's just that he dies at the end for love because his girlfriend was selfish and wouldn't let him sit on the, sit on the, on the door with her. <laughs> like, 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 I think that, I think that given a non drowning and icy water scenario, you know, where he could have just like sort of been on dry land. I think he's okay. Cause he's saving, you know, he's saving Rose the entire time. And then he just sort of opts to not swim over to another floating thing. Cause he wants to be there for love. And I think that's a bad mistake. If we're not in a romantic comedy, if we're just in an Indiana Jones scenario where the girlfriend is probably a Nazi sympathizer anyway, I think Jack's okay. Wow. Okay. I, before I, I really like your stance that it's not over one. It's, four, it's 14 for 15. I like that. That yeah. read on survival. <laughs> I want to say before it, I do it end, but I want you to know, Mav. I had already given myself one point because he dies at the end of the movie. But then when you said fourteen for fifteen, I erased my points. Like I don't know how this one's going to go anymore. Billy Zane should have killed him. If he was a man, Billy Zane killed him in the first scene. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let me let me give you guys the three actual criteria by which I have to measure this. Uh, number one, greatest knowledge gained. Now we have scientific knowledge and we have artistic record. And so that's a little tricky to determine an absolute winner. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, greatest oh, survival of the party. For greatest survival of their party, you know, all, all people involved, like, well, Jack will, well, which Jack? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Titanic Jack. <laughs> Titanic Jack will sacrifice himself for the party. So that is a strong point for the party survival, not necessarily as individual, but party survival. He, he's trying to get as many people, you know, out as possible. Um, lost Jack. I actually don't know when or if anyone does die at any point in that party. So they're that's dead a little... all along. Spoilers, but yeah, they're dead the I'm... entire time. No, no, no. But, but I've always been unsure. It's like, died. was it like from... From it's moment ready. one, or was it from <laughs> season four? In season five, um, they are dead in the sideways adventure, but they're not dead the whole time. <laughs> and then metric three, least damage to the tomb. Hmm. Now, one of these two people has done, I mean, is part of an awful lot of damage to an awfully big boat. <laughs> was it his fault? But yes, okay. <laughs> He was there. <laughs> he was there. Yes, I. <laughs> the other guy wrecked a plane. <laughs> and you know, I, I like. I have to take. It's like, okay, well, does the island make it versus the boat making it? You know, like whose environment survives? The winner, kind of against all odds, is going to be uh, Titanic Jack. Yes. He's, all right. <laughs> he's he's coming through with fourteen out of fifteen uh, survival <laughs> rate, which. 
that doesn't sound like survival. No, but <laughs> mostly survival. I'm I'm just happy. Like no he matter what, died how, once. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how many times uh, uh, Jack Shepard died. I, that's not clear to me. <laughs> but that, there's some ambiguity there. I'll allow that. <laughs> but 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 I'm ju- I'm mostly no matter what I'm mostly just happy to not be, have a shutout now. That's like <laughs> that, that guaranteed what, not a shutout for you. <laughs> that is yeah that's the i'm I'm not convinced that i, I don't think i'm going five for five but uh because <laughs> i know what some of my other picks are so all right yeah are you guys ready for for the next one and mav you're going to have to go first all right this one. all right all right so uh round two is your jack must coach a romantic but socially awkward and nervous female lead over an earpiece while uh the lead is at dinner and jack is in a covert van nearby well okay that one's out (laughs) well all right of my remaining four jacks in this round let's see dawson would have been great for that but of my remaining four jacks i guess i i really i guess i gotta go with my with my jack number two Jack Dawson was my Jack number three. Jack number two, who is Jack Spade from the movie I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, played by Keenan Ivory Waynes. <laughs> and this is... I'm gonna need some more yeah. content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get you sucker is a it, it's a 80s, maybe the late 80s uh film by Keenan Ivory Wayans, which is a a parody of every 70s black exploitation film ever. So basically <laughs> Jack Spade is Shaft. But comedically. <laughs> so so he's smooth or at least he's trying to be um the, the idea of Jack Spade is he is the guy who is going to be Shaft but he's not Shaft yet. So he's got um he's got all the older retired black exploitation heroes or at least parodies of them sort of coaching him on how to you know how to fight um how to solve crimes how so he to... has experience with the how to coach uh, methodology yes but like or, or by the end of the movie he does certainly not at the beginning of the movie <laughs> now he's not you know like he's now what makes him special compared to all the 70s you know characters like the shaft character the dolomite character everybody who's coaching them coaching him is they're trying to turn him into like a 70s uh crime fighter smooth talking womanizer kind of guy and one of the things that they don't like about him is that jack throughout the movie he's got a girlfriend he doesn't want to be a player he doesn't want to like you know kind of run around with hook with hookers or strippers or anything like that he's just kind of he's really just kind of a nice guy who's sort of drawn into this world of um of crime and trying to stop like um you know a mysterious white landowner kind of guy so i think he he understands both the smooth player aspect but also he probably understands, um, you know, when not to do the, you know, all the tricks that his mentors would would try. It's like, okay, this guy here is trying to scam you. So I think he can give kind of that kind of advice over the intercom. This guy is just trying to get you into bed. Don't listen to him. Don't fall for it, girl. That kind of thing. Okay. All right. 
I'm going to go with a Jack that was already hinted at in this recording. Jack Bristow. This is a man who knows how to give communication across uh, an earpiece. Yes. To do it in such a way that's not going to distract the receiver of that information. As a spy. Oh, I, again, real quick. I, I forgot to give all the, the, the foundation. Jack Bristow <laughs> from the TV show Alias is the father of a spy, but he is also himself a lifelong spy. Um, who, uh, as a spy, I think he would be trained in the art of seduction. <laughs> so he would be able to give some of the performance guidance that uh, m- might be needed, uh, as well as knowing exactly when to talk so it's not disrupting the conversation, uh, how much to say so that the, the receiver of that information can actually act on it. Um, so you won't have the person doing the classic scene where they take out the earpiece, you know, partway through because the person's an idiot uh, on, on the other side of the line. I also like <laughs> Andrew with this scenario that um, as you're laying it out, I wanted to say that's ridiculous. But I also was able to think of probably a half dozen examples of exactly what you were describing <laughs> for this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Cyrano de Bergerac story. Yeah. yeah. But, but spyish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, the actual metrics. And, and we'll we'll talk it out and, and see who's the winner. Uh, actual secrecy maintained. I'm going to lean towards Jack Bristow. Uh, so would I. <laughs> yeah, right. is, is he going to remain covert? Yeah, probably. Um, not overpowering the lead's identity. I'm leaning towards Mav's choice on that. Huh. Okay. The way you laid it out was, it seemed like this guy is respectful. He's like, okay, well, you do you. I'm going to help you where I can, but like be yourself. And I feel like Jack Bristow is going to say, do exactly what I say He's and nothing controller. that I don't say. I'll allow that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Jack Bristow more on the controlling side. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the last one, I'm going to need you guys to, to help determine this. Who's making the better recommendations on the menu. For food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For what food. the order? I- I'm going to be complete. I'm going to be completely fair here and say Jack Bristow. <laughs> I will see. Um, um, Jack Spade is not picky. Like the, uh, I mean, an ongoing joke in my movie. You guys haven't seen the movie. I would be fair. An ongoing joke in my movie is. It, I mean, well, it depends on who the who the people are because mostly it's a lot of soul food, fried chicken, and stuff they eat. It's it's not you know like. Okay, Jack Bristow is going to be able to tell you how to or, how to order order a wine, a wine and a um, you know a nice you know a nice French meal. I will acknowledge Jack Spade doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> there's no there's no way. All right, then I I think two against one. This has got to be Jack Bristow. Yeah, I can't win that point. <laughs> a, a little a little controlling, but I mean, since I had the metric in place, I had to go with the food and it's like. Jack Bristow knows how to order wine. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, I, I think also he does just not. with his lifelong <laughs> history of spying, he'd also have a breadth of culinary knowledge. You know, he'd, yeah. he'd go with wine. I was say, well, at this restaurant, you don't want this food. You want the chicken. I'm familiar with Russian cuisine. <laughs> I'm familiar with French cuisine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely limited there. I had already marked you that when, when you said Jack Bristow, I'm like, oh, I lost this one. I just marked myself losing right there. <laughs> now, I, I will say, Joseph, I think you're going to regret, in, in some degree, I mean, hard to say that you're going to regret a win, but I think you maybe wanted to have Jack Bristow for this next one. Okay, mm. tell, me, tell me what it is. All right, so for round three, the scenario is to mentor a young hero, high fantasy setting. 
Ooh. Okay. Which I I mean, I feel like Jack Bristow, pretty good older mentor figure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, so with all my Jacks, I wrote down what they came from and then also like some of their key identifying characteristics. And I had spy slash mentor for Jack Bristow. So yeah, it kind of hurts <laughs> to not have him right now. <laughs> um, but, you, but you play him when you, when you got to. So but mentoring a young hero, I am, I feel good about this pick. I am choosing from the classic Marvel comic book, What If number 11 what if the Marvel bullpen became the Fantastic Four? Jack Kirby as the thing. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. It's oh, so wow. sad that I know exactly what happens in, in what if number 11. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. That was smart. Okay. <laughs> so, so some of the context. Uh, wow. What if is just random stories of like, what if this happened in the Marvel universe of superheroes? Jack Kirby created so much of the Marvel universe and is really responsible for a lot of the trajectory of our modern popular culture, including an awful lot of the superhero genre. Uh, he was the artist on uh, a goodly portion of the golden age and silver age of superheroes. Uh, and in this story, he gained the superpowers of the thing, which is a giant Rocky monster who would be great to just stand in the background and tell someone else what to do, but step in when, when needed. And also as the creator of so many co-creator of so many superheroes, uh, I think Jack Kirby would be comfortable in uh, mentoring a, a young superhero character or a young hero character in a fantasy setting. Okay. Hmm. I know where I'm if going. You've never with this. seen Jack Kirby art. Go go look up Jack Kirby art. <laughs> Just oh, yeah, put please. That out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> amazing. And and even more amazing to realize that he was producing eight times as much comic book art as a modern artist does. Yeah, oh God, yes. <laughs> so uh, weekly. <laughs> there was at one point Jack Kirby had something. I don't remember. I can't remember if it was Guinness or something. Someone figured out that Jack Kirby had if you assume that every panel of comic art or I can't remember if every panel or every page is a separate and distinct piece of artwork, it's probably every page because he would have drawn them all as pages. Jack Kirby was the most prolific artist of all time because just at, there was a 20 year span where he was drawing eight, pa- uh, eight books a month of 22 pages each. And so he's just got, he's produced something like just hundreds of thousands of independent works of art. It's, it's ridiculous. Good pick. This was the one, my last but I don't think good that I, I added. <laughs> I was sitting back and it, I just remembered all of a sudden Jack Kirby was a character, like a superhero in a Marvel comic. And I was like, oh, I have to do that somehow. I don't know what situation is going to fit, but I'm going to use it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going a different way. And I'm going to go in a similar way to what you did with, uh, with Jack Bristow. I'm going with Jack Bauer from oh, 24. Okay. Yeah. And the reason I picked Jack Bauer is, wow, primarily an action hero. I have watched every season of 24. And the one thing Jack does is mentor people. And Jack doesn't necessarily mentor you to be a nice person. Jack doesn't mentor you um, to be in a nice way. In a, in a nice way. He's not loving Chloe. <laughs> yes. But Jack will teach you how to get the job done. Jack is the man who, when his daughter calls him and says, Oh my God, Dad! I don't know what's going on. I I, I don't know what to do. I'm so glad I, I I I got you. There is my boss that I that I babysit for just went crazy and tried to rape me, but I knocked him out and I'm and I'm hiding in the bathroom. Jack says, "Okay, 
can you see the gun? Because there was a gun involved. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, take the gun and shoot him. And she's like, but I don't want to. And he's like, and he says, Kim, shoot him. I'm your father. So he shoots her. And he's like, now what? Shoot him again. This is Jack Bauer advice. <laughs> Jack, Jack will. Yeah, Jack and will tell you what to do with the body. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll tell you how, how to hide the body. He will turn, and then that 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 season two of twenty four. By season four of twenty four, Kim is a super spy, just like her father. <laughs> Jack will train. Uh, uh, you know, now uh, granted, a lot of people betray Jack, but he will turn them into heroes. Tony Almeida, <laughs> Chloe, um, Kim. Um, you know. Now, when you leave Jack's care and you stop listening to him, that's when things go wrong and maybe you die, you lose a hand, that sort of thing happens. But long as you're actually paying attention say, to everything Jack says. Did he cut off one of his mentees' hands? Um, he didn't. That was when the guy stopped paying attention. <laughs> and 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 tried to and oh, tried okay, to like right. that guy that was that was uh, that was um Kim's boyfriend and he tried to disobey orders and go out on his own. He thought he knew better than Jack and he was wrong. Jack will teach you how to, uh, you know, how to beat, you know, advanced interrogation habits. He will get you to survive this fantasy world, which I think is the most important thing. You're just going to, you know, you're not going to necessarily be the nicest person at the end. You're going to have some scars, but you're going to get through your world. Okay. Are you ready for the criteria? Yes. <laughs> Good training. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that does include preparation for when you're not there. Seems like Jack Bauer struggles with that a touch. <laughs> it's like, you're great. As long as you're listening to exactly what I say. If you're not listening to me immediately, uh, it's a little okay. rougher. Okay. Uh, weary from past experiences. And I don't think there's anyone that's going to beat Jack Kirby on that. <laughs> World weary. That's Jack Kirby. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing. So that combination. I mean, Jack Bauer is pretty. Is- it's pretty close, well, though. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird too. Yeah, it's kind of weird opens, because like you only beard, see you only see Jack Bauer on the worst days of his life, right? Like it could be like I don't know if right, but, but like does shines. Jack Bauer get like eight solid hours of sleep? You know, the other three hundred sixty four days a year. Is it just that one day where he's up all night? Because <laughs> he's always exhausted. But you know, well, it seems like those days are always breaking him down. But then he rises to the occasion on these worst days yeah. that we get for the one season. He's like, "Oh, this is an amazing man." But then we come back to him at the start of the next season. Like, "Oh my goodness, he's he's such a wreck." But give him a tra- <laughs> uh, 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 something something bad happening. He is. He's like, "I know what to do right now." Some, some people are just born for a crisis. <laughs> all right, and yeah. and third criteria: meaningful death sacrifice in a classic mentor fashion. Oh. I don't. I don't know which one to give that. Yeah, I, think, I don't think Kirby sacrifices himself. Jack. Jack will send himself. Jack will allow himself to be captured by the Russians. You know, that's that's the last time we saw him was he gave himself up for Chloe. Yeah. And he's actually all done right. it twice, I think. But you know, Jack. Why? I'm still doing the same thing as you, Jack. They're all uh, Jack. That's the entire point of the game. <laughs> yep. Um. I mean. I guess it's Jack Bauer. Like I guys, I want it so badly to go to Jack Kirby because he deserves, he deserves victory. But like, when you talk about it, it kind of goes Jack Bauer. I don't. Yeah. Kirby. I I like Kirby. I just, does he, does he really mentor Uh, people? You know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 He He creates creates new characters, but then they have to go out on their own. When when Joseph said Jack Kirby, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so right now it is two to one Mav in the lead 
I am not using anybody where I thought I would use them. All right. But... <laughs> I hope there's not a spy thing coming up. Uh, no, not not immediately. Next up is Alien Invasion. I'm first, right? Yep. Okay. You got you got to cope with an alien invasion. I know exactly what I want here. <laughs> okay, this was this was so when you gave, when you gave me this game, I was like, okay, who do I want to pick? And this was literally the first character that I came up with and that I thought this is the perfect wild card character, perfect in any crazy situation, and I'm going with Jack Jack Parr. Jack Jack Parr is the baby from The Incredibles. <laughs> Jack Jack uh-huh. <laughs> Yes From Pixar's The Incredible I have him on my list Jack Jack Park <laughs> Jack Jack is undefeatable He has every superpower um, He You know If you watch Jack Jack's uh, Solo adventure uh, Which is I think it's like Seven minutes long It's not very You know But Jack Jack Can literally Beat anything Now He also has A family of superheroes Who have his back If needed but mm-hmm. given it, you know, so he can, you know, if if it comes to it sooner or later, they're going to notice he's missing and, you know, and, and they're going to and they're going to follow the, the rest of the Incredibles are going to follow along Violet and and Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl and um, I can't remember Dash. I think Dash is his brother's name. Yeah. Um, they're going to they're going to they're going yeah. to follow along and help. But I think mostly they're not even needed because Jack Jack can, you know, he can split himself into multiple creatures, become a demon baby who spits fire and has laser eyes. You can use Jack Jack as a gun that literally incinerates bad guys, which is what happens in Incredibles 2. I think that he is, you know, Jack Jack is the one baby human weapon. (laughs) And I think that he can defeat an alien invasion by himself if necessary. He is the most valuable member of that team. Everyone else is superfluous, but they're there to help. I like that pick. I have baby Jack Jack on my on my team, but not on my starting five. So I couldn't play him right now. But when Andrew said the scenario, I was like, oh, I wish I had baby Jack Jack. Uh, now you know why. So I am going to take uh, Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I somehow um, when Matt he, was saying he had a wild card, I was like, is it Jack Sparrow? And no, but now it was just playing Jack Sparrow. So it's the, the two characters. He is going to survive. And accidentally end any threat <laughs> to the world that comes, not by plan or, uh, or or skill. It's just going to happen, and it will be charming to watch as it does happen. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I have for for surviving an alien invasion. And again, he would end it <laughs> by accident, most likely. Yes, I can't, I can't I can't deny that he will accidentally win. Yes. <laughs> so. All right. Criteria. A cool first encounter. Welcome to Earth moment. Not great on either of them. Like maybe a little more Jack Jack. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll take it, but Jack, Jack Sparrow. Oh, this like, is what humans are? This is... I mean, Jack Sparrow has a great entrance and then it's immediately undercut. Yeah. And so it's going to be cool for a second. And then it's going to be See, immediately. Maybe undercut. Jack Jack. Jack's just going to be cute. With yeah. baby Jack at the moment would be the alien thinking, this is what all humans are. What have we done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be cute. <laughs> We've made a terrible <laughs> and mistake. And then he breathed fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, save the day. I think that's fairly equal. Both are going to do that. 
Yes, I agree. Fair enough. I don't have any doubts of either of them actually staving off the alien invasion. Now, third criteria, I think legitimately uh, there is going to be an advantage to Jack-Jack. Really? You get points points for not doing a genocide. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like Jack Sparrow's like, he's going to get rid of him. A bit of a wash. (laughs) I I, I think... I think the only reason Jack Jack doesn't kill anybody is that the they MPAA leave. rating. Yeah, well, yeah, the MPAA rating precludes it. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I'll, yeah, that's I'll a good point. That's in, a really good point. Yeah, in, no, you win because in of the that. first Incredibles film, the superheroes do much more killing than most superhero films. Yeah, but they tone it down a lot by Incredibles two. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of off off camera death in Incredibles yeah. one. Yeah, he, his is gonna be G rated. Jack Sparrow's will be PG thirteen. So that is a. <laughs> I mean, there's some there. on-camera death in Incredibles 1. Is Those there? explosions had people oh, yeah. inside. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those buildings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's people there. And, um, well, and, and like, the Incredibles, like, blow up all those speeders that the the henchmen are in. It's like, there's a henchman in there. There's also the there's also the no capes moment. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and there's the, uh, the corpse. Uh, the corpse that they find mm-hmm. spelling out. Oh, well, yeah. he, died off, he died off camera. I mean, you see the, I mean, you don't see it graphically, but that guy gets sucked into that engine. So. Um, yeah. But, but by Incredibles too toned down a lot and they try to avoid Jack, Jack being a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. No qualms. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's... And if his solution was like, well, if I well. blow up the ship <laughs> on my way like out, I'm good. Wow. And so, I, it's going Jack yeah. Jack. Okay, I got lucky there because had I not, oh Mav, you're running away right now. Had I not used him, I would have totally used Jack Bauer on this one, and then the no genocide thing, I would have just yeah, lost. That would not have gone well. <laughs> that would have been an absolute <laughs> loss. <laughs> the death count would have been yes. through the roof. I would have gone Bauer in a second there. <laughs> All right, uh, Joseph has to pick first. All right. For a high- yeah, the, the real fun here is we don't get to choose. Yeah, you it's just with whatever five. character we have left at our starting yeah. five is going yep. in. So, who have you got left for a heist? I have a singing and dancing newsboy <laughs> named Jack Kelly from the film Newsies. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, well, I, I'm, I'm going to hold off uh, no criteria yet, but. <laughs> Let me explain a little. Uh, he always has an escape plan, right? He's ready to get mm-hmm. out and get to Santa Fe uh, at a moment's notice. He uh, he could rally the troops. Like, oh, I think he would have a great gathering the guys montage for planning a heist. The songs would be great. <laughs> Spot Collins, Brooklyn, you're Get me in. Spot. Spot. Get me crutchy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, his gathering, the uh, that alone, I think, is going to give Jack Kelly the win. Uh the, the getting the gang back together moment. And you know he can organize a team and have them carried out in the face of incredible odds. Uh, you know, in the face of bad publicity. Uh, what else? Uh, <laughs> in the face of uh, capitalism scabs that are uh, going to go in. Yeah, yeah. In the face of capitalism. I yeah. mean, so I mean he's, he's, he's an organizer. He, he's an anti, <laughs> anti-capitalist. Yeah. There. Yeah. And again, uh, he, he's ready to get out at a moment's notice, which is part of the heist uh, scheming. So I, I think uh, even though maybe the singing and dance numbers aren't going to be as relevant to the situation, 
uh, some of his other skills will come into play. I think the singing and dance numbers will be really entertaining, and and I so much wish this was in this was in group two because I have like three characters way I, better. I really than wish it. we had. I wish we. I wish we had a musical song and dance heist film to think of. <laughs> As a comparison, I can't think of one. <laughs> True story. In college, um, when I was an undergrad, uh, we had a thing called Greek Sing, which was each returnee, like you don't do a whole musical, but each returnee and sorority put on like three musical numbers from some musical. And, you, you know, we did Newsies the year that I did it. And and I was actually in that show and, you know, did a song <laughs> and dance perform. So so I have mad respect to, to Newsies. And I, I, I'd, I'd watch that movie of the Newsies heist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my pick is going to take some explanation to every single listener you have. And when I say it, Joe's going to go, ooh, because you're going to know what it is and nobody else is. So my, my last remaining yeah. person from group one is Spring Hill Jack. That's <laughs> see, let's see that, that's, that's exactly the, re- the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> okay, Spring Hill Jack. He was in my big list of jacks, but I didn't put him yeah, in my tag. Yeah, I was like, oh, nobody's going to know what this is, but okay. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack is quite possibly, depending on, you know, weird arguments, if you're an <laughs> academic, he's maybe the su- the first superhero. He's, he's also- one, of, one of the proto-predecessors. Villain, yes, depending. he's also... Um, so Spring Hill Jack is a is a urban legend from Victorian times, um, based on at one point there were a lot of um, you know well to do society women who were getting surprised and depending on the news report either raped, murdered, or robbed in various things. Mostly it was a lot of robberies, it sounds like. But like, you know, um, a mysterious figure would jump out from the shadows, frighten you, and then take your jewels, and then disappear. And the legend was that Spring Hill Jack would bound in from nowhere and then jump 20 feet over the building and and away (laughs) because he had springs in his shoes and he had a bat-like mask if you google him you're going to find pictures of him kind of looking like a very early batman kind of character and then these go these legends go on for months and months and then eventually they turn into he becomes kind of a robin hoodie kind of figure who's only robbing from the rich and giving to the poor and he becomes you know he ends up being in a bunch of like pulp magazine well originally penny dreadfuls because it was in britain but then pulp magazines in america and the legend of spring hill jack just kind of goes on for joe's it's like it's like 150 200 years right something like that it's a long time and then he disappears forever yeah and then Uh like miraculously people when they start studying comic books academically they find people start finding this artwork and being like this guy looks a lot like batman and the stories are (laughs) a lot like batman but spring hill jack is essentially a highwayman now it's weird because where the problem I have with it is Spring Hill Jack works alone, but I, but I don't know that he has to. Like not like Jack Kelly, the unionizer. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a you know he's he's definitely you know he's definitely at least originally before he became a superhero he's definitely a highwayman kind of character who has you know a modest superpower and is very good at getting away. And likes to steal stuff. So that's what he's got going for him. <laughs> now, okay. he'll also be giving it to the poor after he steals something. We don't know a lot. Like, nobody ever found out who he was or if it was even just one person. It, it said it was, it, it's, he's more urban legend than anything else. But Spring Hill Jack is my, is my pick there. Okay. Well, 
I'm not going to lie, Mav. Jack Kelly's got you beat on criteria number one, yeah. getting the team together. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a heist. Yeah. You got to get the team yeah. together. I, I was worried about that part. <laughs> uh, most money per crew member. If Springfield Jack's giving it away, that's going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to say it's a wash on criteria three, not getting caught. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Avoiding getting caught or retribution. I think that's uh, that's pretty even. But for getting the team together and then letting the team actually keep some money, yeah, it's, it's Jack Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, like, right. There's a couple things he's definitely good at in his story: having his team together and getting them money. <laughs> I can't, can't, I can't deny that. <laughs> he gets them that right. extra All ten. Right. Well, cent. That, that makes it three to two after five. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got so, time to, uh, to keep going a touch if you guys want. Yeah. All right, so round uh, – we're, we're going to run through another five, but we're going to go a little more quick quickly. It'll be a, a little more of a lightning round where we make a very quick uh, pitch, and Andrew quickly declares the winner just so we can get through some more of these because we found so many jacks. This was a lot of fun. We want to keep going. Andrew, okay. what yeah. is scenario number six going to be? Uh, number six, uh, classic Fern Gully, Avatar, Pocahontas, Last Samurai, Dances with Wolves. So Fern Gully. Hmm. So so an outsider that's got to save a, a realm from yeah, the yeah. colonizer defects, joins the locals, saves the day. OK. And <laughs> you know, your classic white savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't love don't love any of my any of my picks here. <laughs> but <laughs> but given who I have to work with, as far as. You know, someone who I think is going to be entertaining. He's going to do his best. He's going to try to save the day. I'm going with Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who and Torchwood. This is what he's all about. That's true. He's going to he's he's going to jump in. He's he's not exactly a time traveler, at least not on purpose. He does travel through time from time to time, but mostly gets left there. But Jack Harkness will do whatever he can to save whatever whatever indigenous people be it in the, you know, be it 200 years ago in America or somewhere deep in Alpha Centauri. Like, he will yeah. give his all. He will... A, a probably, champion of the locals. He'll probably also try to seduce everybody, you know, male and female, because he's pansexual and has very, you know, very open standards. But he's going to be entertaining. He's going he's gonna to be willing to die for you. And he's going to somehow... You know, especially once he reaches Torchwood instead of Doctor Who, he's somehow going to be going to be the leader, and people are going to trust him. He's going to make some mistakes, like all white saviors will, but he's going to get the job done. Captain Jack Harkness. Okay, I like that pick, uh, but I'm going to counter with Samurai Jack. Uh, Samurai Jack was a Cartoon Network uh, series about basically a wandering samurai who gets into strange situations and through some astoundingly beautiful animation gets out of them. But I think he could pull off the uh, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai kind of scenario very well. Go in, see what's going on, help the locals to be able to take care of themselves and then walk off into the sunset at the end. Um, Let's see. All right. Criteria are saving the most locals, uh, convincing more allies from the colonizers and best integration of the two societies. I do think Samurai Jack does a bit more scorched earth. <laughs> so I'm leaning. I'm actually going to go Jack Harkness on that. 
I'm just happy that Jack Harkness got away. All right. Uh, yeah. You guys ready for, for the next round? Joseph, you're, <laughs> you're picking first. Gotta befriend an alien. Yeah. E.T., be, uh, Super 8, you know, befriend and, and rescue the alien. Okay. You know, um, the classic I am go- monster trucks. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I, I remember that existed. All right. Uh, I think I have an okay pick for this. Looking at my options, I'm going to choose Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> He's going to be all in about learning about this other culture. Like, a little too far, a little too interested in <laughs> this, this other culture, but he, he's, uh, he's definitely not going to be put off by something that's different or scared of something that's different. He's going to embrace, uh, with all of his heart and soul, uh, the otherness of an alien. Mav. Uh, I am realizing I used Jack Harkness around too early because that's his entire storyline. <laughs> um, so, hey, what do you want? What do you want? So I'm going to go with Jack Slater from The Last Action Hero, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jack Slater is um, a rough and tumble cop who is just like every other cop ever, except that he is from a magical land that is all cop movies. He befriends... Not an alien, but a little kid who falls into their world, you know, kind of not exactly an alien like green guy, but, you know, he's but he's he's very good. And he is very, very okay with different type of people. If you remember from the film Last Action Hero, which I'm sure everyone's seen, um, one of his fellow partners on the force is an animated cartoon cat. Because Jack, because Jack Slater, and and when and when people like complain that like you know wait a minute, is that an animated cat? Jack says that cat is the best officer on the force because Jack is a because Jack is all about the value of a person and not what species they are. All right, criteria are a, the aliens yeah, survive. Really selling your choices. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The, the criteria are that the alien survives mm. <laughs> uh, without a resurrection, like in E.T. I'll stipulate. They have to survive properly. Uh, the hero requires the least protection from the alien, like the alien doesn't have to do a lot to save the hero. Uh, and then who gets them home faster? Mm. I, I Schwarzenegger sounds like he's going to do all of that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Be better pick than Skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> Jack is not going to be too interested in getting them home so much. Like, let me learn about you. Like, yeah, spot. I'll get you home eventually. <laughs> yeah, the problem with Jack Slater is mostly it was about him trying to get home that movie because he's he gets sucked into the other world. But you know, oh, well, oh there's that. Get, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I guess right. Does, hey, Mav's, Mav's presenting some compelling yeah, evidence. Counterfact. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for round eight? Sure. All right. So Mav right. is up five to two. So I've got to sweep these last three to tie it. Yeah. Your chances are getting about to get much better given what I have left. So All right. You've got to defeat a Dracula plus his castle full of monsters. Oh. <laughs> Who's first? Uh um, you are. You are Mav. You are you are Mav. Dracula and his castle of monsters. Well, I have three jacks left and I only have one who has an option at this. <laughs> So, uh, oh, only got one fighter. Um, well, <laughs> of the of the three, so I mean, 
I, I had Jack Sparrow, but that was eliminated after last round. Cause so, so I thought that might've worked, but I'm going to go with um, one of my favorite Jacks of all time, Jack Monroe, the nomad from the comic book series, nomad Jack Monroe was captain America's partner. He was a replacement Bucky after Bucky dies. Um, captain America hires a guy who looks just like Bucky. Um, it's a, it's a very convoluted, it, comic book thing but eventually he grows up he becomes a hero in his own regard named um named nomad which is a former captain america identity and he runs around kind of trying to like right wrongs but he's kind of a drunk and kind of a you know he's kind of a drunk he's kind of um belligerent and what calms him down is he eventually finds this baby and he adopts the baby and basically from then on the comic book becomes lone wolf and cub where there's this baby that he puts a little domino mask on and he carries around in like a you know a papoose backpack and then he goes and he fights and he does you know he writes wrongs and captain america is always like why are you carrying the baby and he's like i'm gonna do leave her at home you know so so he carries his baby around and then he just you know he does now does he ever fight invite fight vampires or draculas not that i remember but he but he's gone into drug dens he's gone and fought super villains with the baby on his back was this the, was this the black trench coat and guns nomad yeah yeah black okay, trench coat big giant sunglasses and a ponytail with a baby in a backpack on his back and he just gotcha. runs around like early 90s day. sunglasses the big yes. block yeah, and the baby has to pacify. Like the baby has, you know, his she's his sidekick, but she has no function whatsoever. Unlike Cub and Lone Wolf and Cub, Cub can actually kind of fight once he gets older. The baby or, or is baby Yoda and Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the baby's just the baby to be taken care of, and Jack runs around and he does what he can. Sometimes he's like, you know, saving. You know, he basically goes on a team kind of adventures. You know, where people somebody has a problem in a small town, and Jack will go fight a bunch of terrorists for you, or Jack will go fight the local mob. So you know. If you're if you're being hounded by by vampires, Jacka eh, Jacka do his best. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> All right, Joseph. All right. Uh, much like Mav, out of my three options, there's only one who has a chance, and that is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I think he will have a particularly good time or, or good chance of killing the brides of Dracula, just based on his mo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And I didn't even put which fiction. I just wrote down so much fiction because he's been the yeah, semi-historical Jack, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the real life first like uh, documented serial killer where it became like a, a phenomenon to be recounting mm-hmm. uh, the murders that this uh, that were that were happening uh, same era as Spring Hill Jack. Um, yeah. But then he's been adapted. I am sure that someone out there has written Jack the Ripper against. Dracula somewhere yeah, in a comic I'm book sure, or yeah. series or, or short story. I'm sure yeah, my wife is now there. listening to this. I'm sure my wife is now listening to this episode and yelling at me as she listens back saying, I told you, you should have picked Jack the Ripper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she was, there, he was there and I bumped him. So good pick. All right. Well, guys, that one's going to go to jail. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the, criteria the, the one for the tie. <laughs> yeah. Criteria one. Don't get turned into a monster. Jack the Ripper already is one. <laughs> yep. Number two, don't get seduced by sexy monsters. I, I, he's good. No, he's, he's covered. Yeah. Yep, it's I'm not going to, it's not going to slow him down at all. Uh, number three, who needs the fewest attempts to actually kill Dracula? I think Jack the Ripper, once he puts his mind to it, it's going to, going to get that taken care of. 
Now, you guys are All not right. going to believe. You're, you're really not going to believe what uh, scenario number nine is. But Mav, I'm really sorry. Scenario number nine. Take care of a baby in violent situations. Okay. <laughs> and, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You really would have had that one wrapped up. <laughs> Oh, that's what makes this also. Fun. I'm kind of disappointed that nobody was stuck with Jack Jack for this one. <laughs> that's true. I think that would be right, great. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm picking first yeah. here. So, so taking care of them in the violent scenario and and beyond. So, so this is you know long term. Okay. All right. Uh, my cap or, or my Jack is appeared in one episode of The Office. It was the booze cruise episode. <laughs> and the captain of the ship was named Captain Jack, played by Rob Riggle. <laughs> and we learned quite a bit about Captain Jack, one of which is he can control Michael Scott. So I think he can control or handle a baby just fine. But we also discover he has a military background. He talks about his service uh, and gives a few monologues about his, his time uh, in, in violent situations. So we have a character here. Uh, in this single episode of The Office, who takes care of a man-child, Michael Scott, and served in the U.S. military in active duty so he can handle a violent situation. So I think that is my best Venn diagram option of my two remaining Jacks. So I'm definitely choosing Captain Jack (laughs) from The Office episode, (laughs) Booze Cruise. (laughs) All right, Mav, who have you got? I am so sorry. It's so ridiculous that you actually had someone who was this scenario. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> see is how I've lost Jack Monroe already, um, which would have been great. You're right. Um, but given my options, you'll see why I didn't want this person fighting a vampire. Um, but <laughs> I think, I think I, I really listened to your question there and taking care of the baby in, you know, in the moment and in all future scenarios, and you know, from th- from then on out, and I and, and I I submit, who better has taken care of more children in trouble over a course of about twenty years than Jack McCoy from Law and Order and Associated spinoff material? Now, Jack McCoy, <laughs> Jack McCoy, not a father. Well, he is a father, has children. Um, you know, had a little bit of a falling out with his with his with his children. Doesn't see them very often, but feels so guilty that he has dedicated his life to fighting for justice, protecting the downtrodden. He will, you know, maybe not the warmest person, but he will find the baby. He will find who killed the baby's mother and father. He will prosecute that person to the uh, to the full assistant in the law because you know in the American ju- justice system the people are represented <laughs> by two by two people. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, Jack McCoy, the the district attorney who prosecutes oh. the offenders, will take care of the baby for life. Not personally, but he will get the child in proper <laughs> foster care. He'll you be know, part of the system you know? that can <laughs> take care of a child. That's, that's right. because <laughs> you know, what's he the best option? A definite do you, cog in that machine. Do you do you want the child taken care of by some drunken um you know, like ship captain? No, well, well no. he's the you captain put- of the booze cruise. He's right. not like the <laughs> boozer. Yeah, but you want you want the child. You want the child. You know, with social services professionals who can provide for it in the best way and put the child in a good home, Jack McCoy will take care of that. Which is not your character. 
Yeah, Jack McCoy is not the social service. No, he, but he has he a, is putting him he has a Rolodex. He does have a Rolodex. <laughs> it's going to Joe. Yeah, there's no way. It's going to Joe. <laughs> best I could do. <laughs> yep. Uh, the military background which you tried to spin that. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and I mean, one big part of it, criteria one, after the violent scenarios, who's going to be like good at parenting, going to the dance recitals and things like that. No, not my guy. <laughs> yep. not, not, not what Mav described. Nope. Uh, least damage to self in the process. So, so who was managing to dodge with the baby instead of shield the baby with their body? Um, oh, and who's being the least, least dumb and squirmy about changing diapers? Oh, Monroe would have been great. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. I bet so, you didn't uh, see Captain Jack from one episode of The Office coming into this game, did you? <laughs> no, I did. no, I didn't. That Not was in the slightest. All right. Uh, so it is, it is, it is, it's five to four. Joseph could tie it up. All right. <laughs> Round 10. Okay. The, this Jack, and it's, it's just whoever you've got left. So I don't know. But this Jack must go back to wizarding high school to make up one semester of credits. Oh boy. Wizarding high oh. school? <laughs> yep. They are going back to high school, but it's wizard school. They got to make up one semester of credits to graduate. Oh so boy. as an adult, they are going back. <laughs> as an adult. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I mean, as whatever they are, I guess. Well, they're, they're my, my last Jack is an adult. So it's okay. a bit like uh, which... It's one of those Adam Sandler movies, right? Which one is uh, it that he goes back to school? They're all the same, but Little Nicky, I think. No, <laughs> no not that's not Little Nicky. Nicky. It's um, they're uh, all the same movie. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's, but it's that <laughs> mixed just, with like Harry a little Potter, bit of right? Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little, a little okay. with with Harry Potter and yeah, yeah. like the, the going well, back to high well, school Matt, as an adult. They're back in school. I'm too cool for this. Just get me my credits. All right. Okay. Okay. Matt, so before you make your pick, I would like to wait. 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 I just want to congratulate you on your win yes. before you make your pick. Because uh, uh, I know who I have left. <laughs> I was, I, so, 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 so I was going to say the same thing because I know who I have left. And I and 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 I swear when I put the so I think I t- said Jack Jack was one of the first people I picked. I think this is the third person I picked because I was like, this is going to be perfect. This is going to be an out of the blue. There's going to be a scenario where this person fits in really, really well. I'm going with Jackie Brown from the Quentin Tarantino movie Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, played by Pam Greer, <laughs> is a flight attendant who gets <laughs> who gets like involved in a heist, which is why I really wish I had her in the first round. <laughs> but, but I didn't. <laughs> so Jackie Brown, um, what I know about her from the movie Jackie Brown is that she is supremely adaptable. Every situation that she runs, because she's not she's not a criminal per se. She was like a drug mule, but she gets involved with the wrong people. And she was just basically trying to get things done and just trying to survive as a single working middle aged woman in a, in, you know, in a young man's world. And, you know, she does what she can and she adapts. And, you know, I think that yeah, she could probably pull off Hogwarts. Why not? You know, you know, she she's she is extremely resourceful. That's what the movie's about. It's about literally her going toe to toe with gangsters and um cops and I think politicians and and like she always figures out, you know, what to do. She never gives up. She does what she can. And it's also Pam Greer and Pam Greer rocks. <laughs> so that's that's what I got. 
Joseph, okay. who you got left? Well, it's a little uncomfortable seeing as you've put an adult into a high school because I thought there would be a romantic option <laughs> that came about. <laughs> so I have Jack Warden from While You Were Sleeping, the Bill Pullman character who woos. <laughs> Now, Sandra Bullock. Now, actually, actually, but Joseph, hold on, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got some criteria here. Okay, well, and, I was gonna let, let me do a little spin yeah, real quick, and then let's hear yeah, how yeah, well my spin lands. Yeah, put some spin on that ball real quick. Okay, um, there's gonna be a single counselor at the school, right? This, this student guidance officer or counselor uh, has been a little unlucky in love and, and a little down on her job. And um, he's going to have to talk to her because he's trying to work out which credits he needs to get. So there's the chance for some appropriate relationship formation uh, to happen. Um, he can handle the school bully so long as he's like Joe Jr. From, <laughs> from while you were sleeping. Uh and uh he uh he's a good guy you guys want me to just let's uh let's, yeah yeah why don't we just, let's, let's go to the books okay? uh criteria now joseph i specifically wrote does not start a relationship with a teacher slash guidance counselor oh my <laughs> god now okay. i did I, I will I will give you this one. Does not bully slash fight slash give into the taunts of a minor. I think your Jack okay, is safe. He's not yes. going to give it. I, right, I think, he's I think his is better than mine, actually. And I, and yeah. What, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, Quentin Tarantino Tino character definitely going to school a minor. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in bullying. And, and who's going to be more committed to studying? Mixed in that. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, most committed to studying. I do think... While you were sleeping, Jack, he was a good student. He's a diligent worker. He's like, I got to go back and get my credits. I, I just got to do it. My lady's a drug runner. I mean, that's, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just... So I, I'm going to say that Joe pulled out a tie. Barely. Oh, you barely nice. right because the first thing you said. <laughs> the first thing you said was, well, there's going to be a guidance counselor. I'm sitting here. No, no. Wrong way. Wrong spin. <laughs> wrong spin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want that take. Now that that's part on me. My criteria were against the tropes of the genre. Uh, yeah, but I don't uh, need to do that one a little. <laughs> all right, so so it's a tie. Unless you guys want me to pull one of my five bonuses, and you get to put you each get to pick one jack blind, one jack, and blind. put it against oh. a, against a bonus round. One jack from our excess. Okay, like okay, we get ten seconds. Ten seconds. So, so you pick one, and right. then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you pick one. Got I'm it. gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the scenario, and we're gonna say who who wins. Okay. So we're so we're just I'm, we're just saying who okay. the, who our Jack is before you give us a scenario. Exactly. It's a it's a total blind pick. All right. I'm ready. Okay. I've got my. Right, I need one. Of, I need one of you to pick a number between one and five. Two. Uh, three. Uh, <laughs> Do two. Number I, two. <laughs> two. Okay. Planning a wedding. Huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I had. Uh, was... oh, go ahead. I've got Jack Pumpkinhead from Return to Oz. 
<laughs> I'm glad I didn't pick him because I was looking at that one. Who? Um... <laughs> I have, I have, I have, I have, I have um, the narrator Jack in quotes from Fight Club. <laughs> um... <laughs> My guy's a planner. All right, Andrew, that's all you get. Yeah, but, the, the, the guy Jack is a planner, or Jack from Fight Club. <laughs> um. It's gonna be Jack from Fight Club, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't. It's I don't like, want well, like, to be at the wedding, but he could plan one. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's gonna make things happen. <laughs> All right, Mav's uh, the winner. Big big win for Mav. His first time on a contest. I almost. I, oh, I almost. Thank you I was joining us now. So I was well. I was looking at my Jackson. My my other option, which would have been better, was I was looking at um at Jackie O. Jack Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> Oh, who's planned weddings? That would that would have been you very know? good. My other option yeah. was Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. I had him on my on my long list, but he he didn't make any of the shorter lists. I kind of hoped yeah. one of you was going to pick Jack Burton for the alien invasion. I was like, that's not gonna that's not that's not genocide free. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, just so you know, the other potential categories for the the final pitch: first kid, Freaky Friday, Seven Samurai, or Home Alone. Ooh. Sam- Seven Samurai would have been great if you'd gotten um, Samurai Jack on that. that would have- yeah, that would have been yeah. perfect. <laughs> he, he's done it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. All right. Well, Mav, <laughs> right, thank you for coming on. Play Jack yeah. v. Jack. Andrew, oh, thank you for judging. I respect all your decisions. Uh, and I, I had a lot of fun doing this. I hope listeners enjoyed this as well. And the thing is, we could play this again and not repeat any Jacks because... <laughs> It is just a go-to name we, for characters. We could try repeating it with like captains or doctors. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 do some spin uh, on this. So listeners, if you enjoyed this and you want us to try another uh, version of this in the future, just let us know in the comments. Um, that is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. Listeners, we've lost Mav. He uh, is a co-host of the Vox Popcast, uh, which is an academic roundtable discussion of various pop culture topics. Uh, and uh, Andrew, have you been a guest over there? I have in the past. Okay. Yeah, we've both been guests over there. It's a fun discussion. Uh, And so we recommend that to you. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to go check out episode number 226, which is our fairy tale special, or episode 190, which is our special called Hitchcock Musical, or episode number 178, which was a special game episode called Anime Truth or Lie. You can reach us by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com or us on Twitter. You can follow at protagonistpod or at jdorowski. And our producer, Andrew, is at Disminute. And our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. I know know what I want. Pause. I literally missed the question. I had all static. I didn't hear anything. uh, Okay. Can you hear clearly now? I can hear you perfectly clearly now. I just lost like three seconds. Just do a a 